Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 12th. The time is 7 p.m. And you are tuned in to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. For this brief period of time, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., although as the Spirit leads, we may go past 8 p.m. If you're a regular listener, we welcome you back. It's great to have you here. And if you're a new listener, we welcome you. The Parents of Prodigals podcast is a weekly live call-in podcast dedicated, committed, and yes, consecrated to the ministry of praying, interceding, and supplication for those of us who are parents and or guardians of unsaved or backslidden and wayward sons and daughters. And so, every week at the same day and same time, we come together for a time of ironing, sharpening iron, mutual encouragement, edification, and prayer for those of us who are parents of sons and daughters who maybe have wandered from the faith and no longer have an interest in the things of God. Maybe perhaps they were very involved in the church, in the choir, in youth group, and certain things, certain people, a certain way of thinking has distracted them and lured them away from the things of God. And the primary lure, of course, would be the enemy. Satan himself would love nothing more than to have our prodigal sons and daughters go into a Christless grave. Eternal damnation without Christ. And so, again, we take this time to lift up prodigal sons and daughters in prayer, asking that the Lord stretch out his hand and touch them, convict them of their sins, and lead them to the foot of the cross. We also minister to the parents, those of us who are parents of prodigal sons and daughters. I myself am the parent of an adult son and daughter who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we're burdened. We want to see them saved. We want to see them have eternal life and a peace that passes all understanding. And many times we'll agonize, worry about them. What are our prodigals doing? Where are they? Who are they with? What are they involved in? Some of our prodigals involved, like I've said many times before, in narcotics or alcoholism. Some are involved in gang activity or getting in frequent trouble with the law. Some of our prodigals are involved in unhealthy relationships that are keeping them from returning to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Maybe a friend or associations or a partner is telling them to not go back to church or 
Don't overdo it. Read your Bible now and then and go to church on occasion. But there's plenty of time. Religion is for older people, maybe the elderly or those who are sick or those who are weak. There's no reason to commit your life or be such a fanatic. Those are lies from the evil one to keep our prodigals from a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some of us have prodigals who are incarcerated in jail or prison behind bars, and we worry about them in those unsafe environments. And so while they're behind bars, we are in our beds at night, and the enemy tries to make us worry, anxious, and doubt that God will care for them, that God is listening to our prayers for their salvation. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters, and we have absolutely no idea where they are. They could be anywhere. They could be down the street, in the next town, the next city, the next state, across the country, or maybe overseas. And so, like the father in the prodigal son story in the scriptures, no cell phones, no email. The son left home and the father had absolutely no idea where his son was, what he was doing. Was he out in the cold? Was he eating? Was he sick? Was anyone caring for him? Was he going hungry? Was he dead or alive? But I truly believe that the father trusted in the Lord, that the Lord would bring the son back. And the scriptures does say that God heard the prayer of the father and brought the prodigal home. What he did for him, I believe he will do for me and do for you. He's already done it. Our brother Jamie Shock testified a while back that his daughter, who was involved in an alternative lifestyle, accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior against what other people may say was against all odds. A stronghold was pulled down, and Brother Jamie's daughter accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And so we praise and thank God for that. And again, what the Lord did for the father with regards to the prodigal son, and what the Lord did for Brother Jamie, he will do for me and do for you. We need to pray trust, believe, and commit our prodigals to the Lord's hands. We don't know when they're going to come to Christ. They may come tomorrow. They may accept Christ next week, or it may be years before they accept Christ. We cannot grow weary in our prayers. We must continue to pray and believe. Trust the process. The Lord knows what it would take to save your son and daughter. I've said this many, many times. Some of the disciples Jesus called, and they got right up. Matthew was in his tax collector's booth. And Jesus called him, and he left right away and followed. Jesus saw the fishermen. And the word of God says that they left their nets immediately and followed him. And we thank God for that. But other people like the Apostle Paul, 
a persecutor, a hater of believers and of the gospel, had to be knocked off his horse and blinded. It's a scary thing. It can be a scary thing to tell the Lord, Lord, do what it takes to save my prodigal son and daughter. But God knows the heart, and he knows what it would take to break down the strongholds and bring your son and daughter, my son and daughter, to a saving knowledge of Christ, convicting them of their sin, opening up their eyes to the truth, and come to the foot of the cross. The next event on the biblical calendar, prophetically, is the rapture. And to believers, it is a blessed hope when those of us who have surrendered our life to Christ will be, as my pastor of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, Albert Feliciano says often, harpazod, we will all be taken up to meet the Lord in the air. And while we're looking forward to that blessed hope, at the same time, we don't want it to happen unless our unsaved sons and daughters have surrendered their lives to Christ. Mixed feelings. I want the Lord to come today. But if he were to come today, and harpazo me and all the believers on earth, would my son and daughter be harpazo as well? And so we look forward to the blessed hope. And at the same time, we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters that they don't miss out on this blessed hope. You know, a local, well, not a local news station, a CNN, cable news network, did an article talking about rapture anxiety, of all things, if you can believe that. They actually said that believing in the rapture causes anxiety and can be destructive to a person's emotional and mental health. Well, that is absolutely foolish. But on the other hand, again, for believers, the rapture is a blessed hope. But if you are an unbeliever and have not placed your trust in Christ, then the rapture is not a blessed hope because if you get left behind, you will be here to face the seven-year period of tribulation when God's judgments would be poured out on the earth. And so we need to pray and fast for our prodigal sons and daughters. And that's what this podcast is all about. We welcome your participation in this live podcast. We invite you to come on board. If you wish to share an insight, you can call in. Follow the prompts and call in. If you wish to share a scripture, If you want to provide a word of encouragement, maybe provide a testimony. Again, something you have to say may provide encouragement and edification to somebody who needs it. Maybe a prodigal is listening right now. You're a young person or an adult, and you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. I pray that this program bless you and minister to you. We invite you also to call in with your prayer requests. If you wish to remain anonymous, you can chat text your request and I will see it on the board. And when the time of prayer comes during our podcast, we will bring it before the throne of grace 
and pray for your prodigal son and daughter. We have several prayer requests which we will be bringing before the Lord during our program. And prayer is warfare, and we will bind the work of the enemy in the lives of our prodigal sons and daughters. So, again, we invite you to participate, to call in with your insights, edifications, scripture, and prayer requests. We would love to have you on the air. At this time, I want to welcome listeners from a variety of states. We have listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, and Wisconsin. We welcome you. If you're listening live, we welcome you. Some people may be not able to tune in live due to time differences in the country. There are some people in California where there is a three-hour time difference. They're tuning in live. Others may have to download the podcast. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is not constrained or restrained by time differences. The Lord can work mightily through a live podcast or through a download. And the Lord is able, as our sister and pastor, Daisy Feliciano, just texted in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. We just need to commit the matter of our unsaved prodigal sons and daughters to him. At this time, I want to begin our podcast before we go into our devotional with a word of prayer. Please join me as we approach the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, this brief time, we can come before you. We thank you for this time of fellowship, a time of ironing, sharpening iron, and mutual edification, Lord, a time of ministering, encouragement, and yes, blessing, Lord. We ask first and foremost that you forgive us if we have said anything, done anything, thought anything, behaved in any way that's been displeasing in your sight and has interfered with our fellowship with you. We ask you, Lord, that you cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. We are not worthy of forgiveness on our own. Only through the shed blood of Christ can we come before the throne of grace. And we come before the throne of grace in Jesus' name, asking for cleansing from sin, that our hands may be clean and our hearts are pure, and that nothing interfere with our fellowship with you and nothing hinder our prayers. We thank you for your forgiveness and your love by grace, which is so freely given. Help us never to take it for granted or take advantage of it. We worship and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, Lord, bless this time. Let your anointing be 
on this podcast, on the listeners, on my lips, and on anyone who would share an insight or a scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to be entering into our devotional this evening, and the title of our devotion is The Care of the Soul. The Care of the Soul. And our text is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. And I will give you a moment to find that blessed scripture verse in your Bibles. You know, in praying and witnessing and trying to be a testimony to our prodigal sons and daughters and asking others to intercede for them, it's easy to become so preoccupied with their souls that we neglect our own. It wasn't that long ago when my wife was seriously ill with double pneumonia. She was having trouble breathing, was extremely fatigued, was coughing constantly, and was on several medications, including antibiotics and a breathing device. During that time, I needed to care for her, cooking, cleaning the house, making runs to the store and the pharmacy. But it was also during this time that my wife had to remind me to take care of myself and not run myself down. Otherwise, I would be of no use in caring for her, especially if I made myself sick. In that same way, we need to care for our own spiritual health. Otherwise, we will be of no value in caring and ministering to the souls and spiritual health of others especially our prodigal sons and daughters, the sacredness and the necessity of the care of the soul. And let's read our scripture text together. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, who have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, J. Hudson Taylor, you may have heard the name, but if you have not, he was a Baptist British missionary to China, and he was the founder of a ministry called the China Inland Mission. J. Hudson Taylor spent 51 years in China preaching the gospel and ministering. It was during this time, while he was in China, that Taylor began to feel wearied, exhausted, and somewhat discouraged at several challenges he was facing. And he focused so much on his work and on his outreach that he was neglecting the care of his own soul at the cost of caring for the souls of us. Now, Taylor's close friend in the faith was George Mueller. Maybe you've heard of that name. George Mueller ran orphanages in England, and he was known to be a great man of faith and prayer. All glory to God. And when Mueller found out about 
what J. Hudson Taylor was going through by letter. He wrote Taylor a lengthy correspondence encouraging him to persevere, but admonishing him to care for his own soul as well. I'm going to be reading and sharing with you a portion of that letter this evening as an admonishment to ourselves as well, to guard our hearts and our own souls on a regular basis. It reads as follows. He writes to Taylor in this portion of the letter. And the point to which, as an older brother, allow me to draw your attention to this. For myself, for the first three years that I preached and ministered in England, I saw very little fruit resulting from my labors. It wasn't until the fourth year that God brought me into this same state that I was willing to be content to be only the instrument in his hands should any good be done and was willing to give to God all the glory, not myself, if any good was accomplished. It was then he allowed me to see fruit, yes, much fruit, resulting from my labors for him and not for the ministry itself. This is then, beloved brother in the Lord, what we have to aim after, the lowly mind. The true and faithful servant seeks the master's honor, not his own. So should we to the utmost regarding our service for the Lord Jesus. If we face this, if we fail in this as well, we will not be fit for use in the kingdom. Lest if we did this, we would rob the Lord of his honor at the expense of giving honor to ourselves. Further, I have in my own experience to make the care about my own soul the chief business of my life. As abundant as my work here is, I consider my first business to be and my primary business day by day to get blessing for my own soul, food for my own soul, to be joyful in the Lord, and then to work for God and work with diligence. Now in your case, this is Muller speaking to J. Hudson Taylor, with all the many multitudes of idolaters that are around you in China, the temptation to be overpowered by the immense amount of ministry work to be done, to the point of not attending to your own soul, but doing this would lead to loss. No amount of work we do for God can make up for the neglect of meditation in the Holy Scriptures and for the neglect of prayer. Moreover, it is not the amount of work we do which our Heavenly Father looks, but the Spirit in which we do his work. That is what counts. Now this right state of heart and mind, which we need for this, we can only enjoy by seeking to feed our own soul through meditation in the Holy Scriptures, God's Word. We should therefore habitually and prayerfully, as much as possible, in the early part of the day, read with meditation the Holy Scriptures, 
and seek God's word with focus on our own individual necessities to enter into what we read. Now, there is always great temptation for us who are ministering to others to read the Holy Scriptures with reference to others to the point where we neglect our, the necessities of our own soul and the food that our own soul needs. This should be greatly guarded against because if we read the Scriptures not with reference to our own souls, we shall lose the blessing which God meant to convey into our own hearts. Muller concludes his letter, saying that a love offering for Taylor's ministry was enclosed and included with the letter, and that he and his brothers and sisters in England will not only be praying for Taylor's ministry, but for Taylor himself. Uh, you pretty much get the idea. Our bodies, our hearts, our minds are all part of the temple of the Holy Spirit. It must be maintained, not just physically, but more so spiritually. We have to maintain its sanctity. We, we, can, we, must, we cannot minister to others. We cannot minister, minister to our prodigals or anybody else unless we minister to our souls first. God's Word, meditation on the Scriptures, prayer, fasting, fellowship with other believers, all done in spirit and truth for the glory of God and to draw closer to Him. And when we do this and care for our own souls, we will be a benefit to others. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord God, which encourages, comforts, guides, gives peace, convicts of sin, Lord God, reproves, corrects, and provides encouragement and many other blessings from your word, Lord God. And Father, we pray constantly for our prodigal sons and daughters lord god but help us all not to be so preoccupied by the needs of our prodigal sons and daughters that we neglect our own needs to draw closer to you to have a closer relationship with you for lord if we draw close to you and if our walk with you is as intimate as it should be we will definitely be salt and light to those around us, especially our loved ones whom we burden so much for to see their salvation. And so I pray that this word which I shared today fall on good ground, the insights falling on good ground. And as one of our listeners so shared, Lord, return ye backslidden children, and I will heal your backslidings. The Lord will heal the backslider. Lord, help us to maintain the tranquility of our souls, to draw close to you, to learn from you, to feed from your word, the bread of life. That's what you are, Lord Jesus. And we pray for a closer walk with you. And in turn, our prodigals will see this 
that we are salt and light. And they will come to a saving knowledge of you, Lord Jesus. We ask this in your name, my God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I pray that that devotion was a blessing to you. You know, many of the devotions which I share are not just things that I throw together like a microwavable meal. It's time to eat, so throw something together. You can rest assured that the devotionals which I share with you are insights that come from my own experience, my own failings, my own blessings, my own encouragements. And the Lord has laid it upon my heart to share these insights with you, ironing, sharpening iron. And in turn, I pray during this podcast that you will sharpen me and sharpen other listeners who are tuned in to this podcast. Well, we've approached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and it's at this time where we take a musical interlude and pray to the Lord that you are blessed by the two musical numbers that will be played. Bible-centered, Christ-glorifying music meant to edify, encourage, and bless. And after these two musical numbers, we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Much you care, but not 
All right. I apologize for that technical glitch there. You know, those two songs were amply picked. That first song, What Can I Do? I was listening to the lyrics. And it mentions that while we're looking forward to the Lord's return, there's so much more to do. And what will be the fate of our loved ones who are without Christ? And in reference to us, that pertains to our prodigal sons and daughters. There is so much more to do. So we ask the Lord, Lord, what can we do to lead and to minister to our unsaved sons and daughters so that they come to Christ? And then that second song, the title was, He is Able, segueing right into the first one. God is able to do above and beyond like our sister Daisy Feliciano shared earlier. And so we praise God for the message behind these two songs. Lord, guide us into what we can do. And as our brother Nelson Quinones just shared, praise God, Mark chapter 9, verses 23 through 24, Jesus said to him, If you can believe... All things are possible to him who believe. And verse 24 states, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He is able. He is able. The Lord is able. All we need to do is to trust him. You know, I want to do share something which had called my attention. In 2015, there was an organization called the West Star Institute, and they held a seminar in San Antonio, Texas, called the Seminar on God and Human Future. And attending this seminar were all these religious thinkers and philosophers who came together and believe it or not, the goal and purpose of this seminar was to try to figure out and understand God. In fact, before this entire seminar, they held a Jesus seminar. The starting point of the Jesus seminar was a total rejection of the supernatural, a throwback to the first quest of the historical Jesus and the conditions of the seminar were as follows. Any miracle would be considered a myth. And thus there can be no virgin birth, no walking on water, and worst of all, no resurrection. And before they even begin their work, the Jesus seminar decided that anything in the Gospels that supports Jesus being more than just human cannot be possibly true. Can you believe that? Well, at the end of the seminar, these so-called philosophers and great thinkers then took a vote on God. They decided that thinking about God as sovereign and in control of things should no longer be done, and that God was not a king, and that thinking about God like this was oppressive to people, and that a God that wants to troll cannot and should not be trusted. My God, can you believe this? This actually occurred. 
Well, you don't have to be a philosopher or a scholar to respond to that. All you have to do is read Psalm 111. Now, Psalm 111 is only 10 verses long, but the message is clear. And I'm going to turn to Psalm 111 right now, if you will bear with me. I will be reading from the New King James Version of God's Word, Psalm 111. So we both know what we're referring to. This is a psalm in praise to God for his faithfulness and justice. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious. His righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Well, I've got to tell you, if you can understand God, then he wouldn't and is not God. In fact, one of the main phrases of this psalm is found in verses 2 through 4. The phrase or the particular words, wonderful deeds and wonderful works. In Hebrew, this phrase is nifloath, nifloath. And that word, wonderful deeds, wonderful works, nifloath, means something that you just can't understand. That's beyond your ability to figure out. So don't even try. And you know, I think about how our prodigals can be. The word of God says in Romans chapter 1, verses 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. How unfortunate that people should try Make an attempt to understand and figure out God. I myself would never serve a God that I understood. I praise and thank God that his ways are above my ways. Well, at this time, we're going to present our prayer requests to the Lord. And you know we have several requests. Many of these are requests which... We've brought before the Lord over and over again, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And like the woman with the unjust judge, we will continually knock on the door and bring these petitions to the Lord. I believe he's already answered these prayers. The work is in process. And so we will bring these prayer requests before the throne of grace 
in prayer, supplication, and petition, but also in warfare, binding the works of the enemy that is working in the lives of some of these young people that we'll be praying for. And so here they are. Our first prayer request is for the daughter of a brother and sister, a dear brother and sister from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. The young lady's name is Valentina. And this young lady is not a believer, but apparently is caught in the web of addiction to narcotics and maybe perhaps other things. But the Lord is able to break the strongholds. We spoke last week about strongholds several weeks ago, actually, when our pastor, Albert Feliciano, was on. The pulling down of strongholds, the weapons, our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. That weapon right now is prayer. We will pull down this stronghold of addiction. Join me in praying for Valentina. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this young lady, Lord God, and her godly parents who have a burden for her soul, her deliverance, and her salvation. We lift up Valentina to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, you know all the details, all the facts. There are many things that we don't know about this young lady, but you know, Heavenly Father. You know what addictions she's facing, what vices she has, what lifestyle she's living the people she's hanging out with, the places where she goes. We lift her up before you, and we pray, first and foremost, that you open up her eyes to the truth of the gospel, that you convict her of her sin and of her need for you, God. Your word says there is no peace for the wicked, and we've prayed this before, and we will pray it again now, and we will pray it again. Give Valentina no peace until she surrender the Prince of Peace. Convict her of her sin. Deliver her of whatever she is in bondage to. Save her, Lord God. Bring her to the point where she will leave her nets, leave the tax collector's booth, and follow you, Lord God, and serve you. And if it takes knocking her off a horse, Heavenly Father, then do so. Do what it takes to save this young lady, Heavenly Father. We commit her salvation into your hands. We praise you and we thank you. Because we believe it's all right. It's in the works. But at this time also, Lord God, we rebuke the power of the enemy, demonic forces, which will interfere with this prayer. The prince of Persia, demonic beings that will not want to see this prayer answered, but will want to see Valentina enter a Christless eternity. We rebuke the forces of darkness, and we declare freedom and deliverance for Valentina. We don't know when it's going to come, Lord God, but we believe it's already here. Thank you for Valentina's deliverance and salvation. We pray for Valentina's parents, Lord God. The tears that they shed I was witness to the other day, Lord God. Comfort them both. Strengthen them both. Drop the assurance that this prayer is answered into their hearts, Lord God. Give them peace. Let them touch the hem of your garment and let them experience the peace that passes all understanding in answered prayer. 
and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Our next request is for a young lady by the name of Angelica. And like Valentina, Angelica is also in bondage to certain lifestyles and certain vices. I fail to remember if it was addiction, but you know what? The Lord knows all things, and Angelica needs our prayers, needs our intercession. And She was brought to my attention through a relative who has a tremendous burden for her. Brother, we are with you. If you're listening to this podcast, we are with you. And if you listen at a later date, we touch and agree with you. Let's pray for Angelica right now. Lord, like Valentina, we lift Angelica up before the throne of grace. And Father, you see this young lady, this young girl, Heavenly Father, whatever she's involved in, whatever she's doing, Lord, whatever influences, demonic influences are in her life, keeping her from turning and surrendering her life to you. We rebuke these forces in the name of Jesus. We cast them away from her. And again, like I've said before, like Abraham entering the enemy's camp to rescue Lot, we enter the satanic camp to rescue Angelica and proclaim freedom for her. Deliver her. Save her. Open up her eyes to the truth of the gospel. Let her see that her life is empty unless she accepts you, Lord Jesus, as her Savior, that she call you Master, Rabbi, Lord. Bring Angelica to the foot of the cross, Lord God. This young lady, her soul is precious, Lord God. She is precious to you. You died for her, Lord Jesus. Open up her this. Make her sensitive to this. It may be through a track. It may be through a friend. It may be somebody who she runs across who'll witness to her. Whatever way you choose, Lord God, get the gospel out to her. Maybe it's through relatives who are Christians. Lord, use the tool of your choice, the method of your choice to save Angelica. We commit her into your hands. We thank you for her salvation. It's already done. We praise you and we worship you for answered prayer. And like my brother Nelson shared, if we believe, all things are possible to those who believe. We believe for Angelica's salvation. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next request is for the adult son of another blessed brother and sister in Christ from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. And their son is named Edgar. He is a grown man, and he lives in New York City. And we pray for him every week. Edgar is involved in an illicit and immoral lifestyle. And Edgar has a young daughter who, according to what we have been told, is exposed to a certain degree to this lifestyle. Well, we're going to lift up Edgar in prayer, his household, as well as this young child, for angelic protection. Join me in praying for Edgar. Heavenly Father, we lift up this man to you, Lord God, Edgar. And Lord, you know what the lifestyle is that he is living. You know what he is doing, Heavenly Father. An immoral lifestyle, displeasing to you, contrary to your word, and leading to a Christless grave. 
in hell and in an ungodly and damning eternity. Lord, your word says that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Lord, we commit Edgar into your hands. We pray for his soul. We pray that you open up his eyes to the things he is doing, the acts he is committing. Let him see, like we prayed for Angelica and Valentina, the truth of the gospel. Edgar may have a co-worker who's a believer. Put your words in this co-worker's mouth. Edgar may read a gospel track. Speak to him through the track that he reads. Help him not to toss it aside like so many do. Maybe Edgar will listen to a Christian song. Heavenly Father, speak to Edgar through whatever Christian music he listens to. Or Edgar's parents may be reaching out to him and witnessing to him. Lord, soften Edgar's heart. Break down any resistance to the gospel. Open up his eyes to the truth. Open up his ears to be receptive. Soften his heart. If there's anything that's keeping him from accepting you, a love for the illicit lifestyle, give him a distaste for it, Lord God. Do what it takes, Lord God. Give him a mistaste for whatever he is doing, whoever he is with, whatever he's participating in. Deliver him and save his soul. Make him your child, Lord God. Grant him an eternal home. Only you can do it, Holy Spirit. No one can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. Holy Spirit, draw Edgar to you through the conviction of sin, confession that Jesus is Lord. We commit Edgar into your hands, and we pray for Edgar's young child daughter. Lord, this child may be exposed to whatever Edgar is doing or whoever is coming into his home. We pray for a hedge, an angelic hedge of protection around this child, a battalion of warrior angels protecting this little girl. Let no harm come to her through anyone. If any demonic force tries to come after her, Holy Spirit and angels of God, beat them up in the name of Jesus. Put your shield around this child, Lord God. Bless this home. Let your presence be felt in this home. Begin the work in this home. And let the beginning of the work be felt like an earthquake, Heavenly Father. Save Edgar, protect his daughter. We commit them both to your hands and that you encourage, my God, Edgar's parents so that they persevere in prayer and continue therein, not losing hope, but believing. And if there is any unbelief on Edgar's part or Edgar's parents, Lord God, help their unbelief and strengthen their faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our next prayer request, back, our brother Jamie had a miraculous event. His daughter, China, and China's friend, Alexa, renounced a certain lifestyle and surrendered their life to Christ. But the work needs to be done. More needs to be done. The enemy is not going to allow this to go unaddressed. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and there is no way Satan is going to leave China and Alexa alone. He wants to see them in a Christless grave, and they both have committed their lives to Christ. And so we're going to pray for China and Alexa's perseverance in the faith, that the Holy Spirit be poured out on both their lives, that they be strengthened 
according to God's glorious power and might. And we're going to rebuke any attempts of the evil one to interfere with their Christian life. Let's pray for China and Alexa. Lord, we worship you and praise you for China and Alexa's salvation. You answered prayer, Lord God, in your own time and in your own way, Heavenly Father. And we know that you are turning both of them into mighty warriors, children of faith, strengthening according to your all glorious power and might. And now, Heavenly Father, we pray that China and Alexa remain steadfast in the faith, mighty in prayer, strengthen their prayer life, give them a hunger for the scriptures, speak to them in your word, Lord God. Bless both their Christian lives, Lord God. Draw them close to you, Heavenly Father. Give them an increased hunger to continue to seek you. And Lord, as the enemy will not let this go unaddressed, we rebuke the forces and powers of darkness that will try to lure them back into an evil lifestyle. We rebuke Satan and his minions. We cast you away, China and Alexa. Take your hands off them. Whatever attempt these demonic forces are making to interfere with China and Alexa's walk with you, Lord Jesus, we rebuke the powers of darkness. And we commit and Alexa into your hands. They're safely in your hands. You are the good shepherd. You are the gate of the sheep. And the wolf cannot enter the fold unless they get by you. And they are not going to get by you, Lord Jesus. You will protect your sheep. You will guard your sheep. You will bless your sheep. China and Alexa are your sheep, Heavenly Father. You are the good shepherd. You guide you provide, and you abide. Bless China and Alexa with your provision. Bless them with your guidance, and bless them with your presence. We commit them both into your hands. We know it's done. There are a battalion of angels around them, protecting them. In Jesus' name, amen. Our next prayer is for a young man named Joshua. Joshua is the son of my pastor, Albert Feliciano. And Joshua also, like so many young people, is in bondage to addiction. Like I mentioned during an earlier devotional, many young people who make an attempt to abstain from narcotics, sometimes they fail and the enemy draws them back into the bondage of addiction. Well, we're going to pray for Joshua now. Right now, I believe he is in treatment, as far as I know, we're going to pray for Joshua's perseverance in treatment and that the Holy Spirit give him strength to continue his treatment and stay clean. We're going to rebuke the evil power of addiction. Join me we in praying for Joshua. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this young man, Joshua. And Lord, you see the strength that addiction has in his life, a demonic force telling Joshua he needs to use drugs. He needs to depend on the high that drugs can give. That is a lie from the enemy, and we rebuke these thoughts in the name of Jesus. We rebuke these lies from the enemy. Joshua does not need drugs for peace of mind. You are Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus, and we pray for Joshua that he continue in his treatment. Lord, and that you strengthen Joshua that he be successful, 
Lord God. Your word says in the Old Testament, Lord God, that if we meditate on your word and seek you, we will have good success. Help Joshua to read your word, to meditate on your word, Lord God, to live according to your word, and then will he will have good success. And that applies success in overcoming addiction through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Heavenly Father, strengthen him with all your glorious power and might to stay clean and abstain from addiction. And again, we rebuke the thoughts of the enemy, the words of the enemy, the attempts of the enemy to lure Joshua back into using drugs. Give Joshua a strong sense of your presence, Lord God. Let him know if he's in a room at a rehab, help him to sense your presence right there at this moment, Heavenly Father. Bless Joshua. And I pray right now for Joshua's parents, my pastors, Albert Feliciano and Frankie Feliciano, a man and woman of God serving you in ministry. Bless them both and strengthen them. Even pastors can become weary and discouraged, Lord God. But you are the good shepherd. Minister to these two shepherds, Father as they minister to their flock. Give them strength and encouragement. Where there's weariness, give strength. Where there's discouragement, replace it with encouragement. Where there's weakness, replace it with power. Bless my pastors, Albert and Frankie Feliciano. Lord, don't let them lose heart. Bless this entire family in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray right now. We have a young lady by the name of Gabby several weeks back when Pastor Feliciano was co-hosting with me. We received a phone call from a young lady named Mary Ellen, the mother of a teenage girl named Gabby. She and her husband, Kevin, are praying for their 16-year-old daughter who also has wandered from the faith. And the mother, Mary Ellen, had related during her phone call to our podcast that she has been trying to get Gabby to pray or to come to church, but Gabby is in bondage to many different things. We're going to lift up Gabby in prayer right now, as well as her parents. Lord, we lift up this young lady, this 16-year-old girl, I believe, named Gabby, Lord, and she's all the way in another state but she's not too far from your reach, Heavenly Father. You see what she's in bondage to. You see what she's doing, who she's hanging out with, whatever it is she's involved with, Lord God. The thoughts that she has, maybe thoughts of suicide, maybe thoughts of low self-esteem. Lord, we rebuke these thoughts in Jesus' name. They're ungodly thoughts. She is precious in your sight. You died for Gabby. You loved her so much, Lord God, that you gave your only begotten son for her. Open Gabby's eyes to this. Put your words in Mary Ellen and Kevin, Gabby's parents, words in their mouth. So when they speak to her, your words are being spoken. Soften Gabby's hardened heart. If her heart is hardened to the gospel, she doesn't want to hear it, has no interest in it. We pray that you soften this heart, soften this mind. Make it receptive. Make this good soil, Lord God, the soil of her heart, to be receptive 
to your words. Deliver her, Heavenly Father, from whatever she is in bondage to. We rebuke the power and the forces of darkness that hold Gabby in bondage. We pray that you convict her of her sin, from whatever is holding her in chains and make Gabby the young woman of God that we know you can and are going to make her. We thank you for the answer to this prayer. We pray a blessing on her parents, Kevin and Mary Ellen, that you encourage them both, strengthen them both. If they're shedding tears, Lord, wipe away their tears and replace the tears with encouragement that you are mighty and you are working even now, and answering this prayer. We commit Gabby into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, I want to say a prayer for my own son and daughter. My daughter, Megan, and my son, Michael, both of whom have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Please touch and agree with me for my own son and daughter. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for my son and my daughter, Lord God, two beautiful children that I love so much. And I pray, Lord God, that you open up both their eyes. They each have their own issues. Maybe one is more hardened to the gospel than the other. Maybe one is involved in a life that they don't want to give up or preoccupied with the things of this world, I lift up both my daughter, Megan, and my son, Michael. And I pray that you deliver them both from whatever the enemy has them in bondage to that is keeping them from saying, Jesus is Lord and surrendering their lives to you. I rebuke the works of the enemy that keeps them from wanting to listen to the gospel or listen to Christian music. Father, I thank you so much for my son who does read the Bible. But Lord, I don't know. I'm not sure if he has accepted you. So Lord, continue to give him a hunger for your word. But speak to him and bring him to the point. Anyone can read the Bible. Even Satan knows the word of God. But Lord, let your word fall on the good ground of his heart. Make him a man of God and bring him to the point where he accepts you as Lord and Savior. I pray for my daughter that you deliver her from whatever she's involved in, whatever lifestyle she's living, whatever thoughts she has that are hostile to the gospel. Deliver her and save her. Soften her heart if it's hardened and resistant or sarcastic to the things of God. If there are any doubts or questions or bitterness that she has, Lord, remove it. Address it. You know what needs to be done. I commit my son and my daughter into your hands for their deliverance and their salvation. And I thank you. I know it's already done. I know all these prayers are answered for all these individuals. It's just a matter of time before you receive a phone call that the prayer has been answered and that the testimony is given. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the answers to all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've gone a little over on our podcast, but I pray that tonight's program was a blessing to you and that it ministered to you. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the Parents of Prodigal podcast tonight. I do want to let you know 
that due to a personal family issue that I need to attend to, the Parents of Prodigals podcast will not be airing Thursday, which is the 19th. So Thursday, January 19th, the Parents of Prodigals podcast will not be on the air. I will need to attend to a personal family matter. But we will return the subsequent Thursday, January 26th, when we will have a special guest host who will share his testimony and the gift that God has given him for a spoken word that he uses to the edification of others and for the honor and glory of God. And so again, no podcast on the 19th, so we will return on Thursday, January 26th. But we will continue in prayer, supplication, and petition, and prayer warfare on behalf of all the prodigals who are out there. And so if you are listening to this podcast and you are the parent of a prodigal, or maybe you will be tuning in, maybe you're going to be listening to this podcast at a download at a later date, send in your prayer request. We will continue to pray for your prodigal son and daughter. That they will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So until Thursday, January 26th, even though we won't be on the air in this period of time, we will still be in fellowship because we will still be united in prayer. But until that time, continue in prayer and watching therein. And remember, most of all, God will save your prodigal and my prodigal. But until that happens, watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless and have a good night.